0: This is The Guardian. I'm Grace Dent and this is Comfort Eating from The Guardian. A podcast where we pay homage to the lesser celebrated foods in life. Because even as a restaurant critic, I believe the food that matters most is often that snack you cobbled together when you curled up on the sofa. Each week, I ask my guest to lift the lid on what comfort foods have seen them through their lives. Because you can tell a lot about a person from what they eat behind closed doors.
1: Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier.
0: Hello friends, you guessed it, as ever you find me in the kitchen, feeling very autumnal today, lots of leaves on the ground out there, there is a definite nip in the air, and I am making a hot, buttered, toasted bagel. I'm actually going to squash a very, very elderly banana, <laughs> that's just lovely and squashy and sweet, absolutely perfect for bagel. Today, I've got Jamie Winston coming round. Jamie's an actress known for her roles in films like Made in Dagenham and Kiddlehood. Earlier this year, she even took on the iconic role of a young Peggy Mitchell in EastEnders. If somehow you haven't seen Jamie on screen, you probably saw her in the papers during her wild 20s, which played out in the tabloids, alongside her mates like Lily Allen and Alexa Chung. She comes from acting stock. Her dad, Ray, is basically a national treasure, and I hear the family love food. So I'm intrigued to hear what the Winstons are grazing on when the cameras aren't rolling. This is the perfect level of mushiness.
2: Almost too
0: mushy. I just mean, try in your face autumn mm. Jamie Winston welcome to comfort eating
2: oh thanks for having me
0: oh my god you came through my front door like a beautiful exocet missile <laughs> right you're like a lightning rod of energy. <laughs> I open the door and you've got this bright kind of emerald green trouser suit on. Glass- you had the big sunglasses on, didn't you? I had the glasses
2: on because I've been up very early this morning.
0: It was the most glamorous entrance <laughs> You, and you're also, your uh, celebrities go into different categories and you're in pocket-sized celebrities. Pocket-sized, You are, you're your Firecracker
2: you're, is what a lot of people call me. Yeah. Um, borrower. Yes. Little <laughs> <laughs> borrower. My favourite. Gorgeous, <laughs> sexy borrower. Oh, well, I'll take that. i have that put it um, in a pocket.
0: I've heard that you collect Barbies. I do. There's I a Destiny's it. Child Barbie. A Barbara Streisand Barbie, a shirt Barbie. If such a thing existed, what would the Jamie Winston Barbie look like?
2: Now, I have never been asked this question, so I'm very (laughs) pleased with it. Um, (gasps) If I was a Barbie, there would definitely have to be some sort of rave feature. You know, (laughs) some sort of like. Catsuit. A catsuit would be nice. Is it 90s rave. rave? But it's a bit, yeah, may not quite bucket hat, a headpiece. Let's go with a headpiece, some sort of crystal headpiece and a tracksuit.
0: So at the start of every show, I ask the guests to reveal their ultimate comfort snack. The thing that gets them through the darkest of days. Now, what I will say, I I never know what this is. It's kept secret from me. This is one of the most delicious smelling snacks that has ever been on this show. And it has... Reveal the snack, please. I
2: hope you like it. I really do. And no, This is... Oh, my gosh. Oh, we've got some cheesy, warm nachos. Maybe with two different uh, types of cheeses. We've got jalapenos. Been in the oven. Just enough time to melt the cheese and to toast those two lovely chips. And this is, this is my go-to. When I'm feeling a bit rough and I need a quick fix, we've got yeah. some sour cream, yes. we've got sriracha sauce. Do you know it, milk? It, 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 right, okay,
0: right. God. So what I'm seeing in front of me is like quite a healthy tray of nachos, loads of cheese, jalapenos. You've got some sour cream sauce. It, lo- I mean, it looks utterly delicious. What is the milk for? Is that to? Well,
2: the milk is usually when. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm going in. Yeah, right, I'm, so I'm going in too. Do um, you mind? Oh. Oh, and look, it's quite nice because you get to share. You know, you get to sort of have a little tussle with it. Oh, mm-hmm. I've just got some really
0: squishy, cheesy... Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, let's get involved. Go us get some, the sauce, um, sour cream. Is, I'm going to put some... I'll put that there so we can both get oh stuck in. I mean, look at that. When is- do you eat this? Oh, there's heat there. There's heat. There's, there's heat. heat. That's
2: good. A Bit of spice, creamy, and you would normally, oh, if you're a normal, lovely person, would go for mm. some sort of guacamole. But I tend to sort of be in quite a hurry when I want this. You get, you get the urge, mm. and it's usually when you're feeling a little bit hungover. Let's face it. Would
0: you like a little cup of milk? Oh, go on then.
2: Is this, is this to take away
0: the Treat heat me. of the?
2: Um- <laughs> The heat of the... The heat, and sometimes when you're feeling a bit worse for wear, or you know what, when I've got my time of the month, I really crave my dairies and my milk and something quite spicy. But when Mm. I'm hungover, it's... Oh, cheers. Oh, cheers.
0: Cheers. Milk always hits the spot. Jamie Winston, as well as being an actress... In your time, let's not put a fine point on it. You have been a bit of a party girl. I have. The thing is, with you, we have both been around London for a a long time. And I feel like I saw you right through your 20s. Because I think that, you know, you were very often in the papers. But always at that point when you were partying, you know. It was So you're alongside, boyfriend at the time, yeah. Alfie Allen, his sister, Lily.
2: Yeah. Nick, there was a little bit of a rat pack going on.
0: It was the Nick Grimshaw, Alexa Chung crowd. When once asked, <laughs> are we talking sex, drugs and rock and roll? You <laughs> replied, yeah, there was a lot of that going on. <laughs> but what I want to know is, how fully did you perfect... The art of the big
2: night out. Well, for me, going back with what you just said, um, you know, I think it was from like being a sort of actor's daughter and Mm -hmm. you suddenly become an actor and you're in the limelight. You know, it was kind of like when I was from 18 to sort of 24, which I think is when you're supposed to be really partying. Yes. You know, like I I think that's what's normal, right? Yeah. You know, um... And at the time, yeah, we were stumbling out of clubs. Yeah. yeah, we were going out all night dancing. But the worst thing about it is, was I'd be going home on the tube and in the same outfit. And <laughs> there would be a tube full of people <laughs> reading the paper, going <laughs> up and down, realising it's me in the same outfit. And that, yeah, that used to trigger fear and anxiety. What was an absolutely bog standard night out with the rat pack <laughs> at that point. I want some na- I want some names and places. Where would you go? So we would usually start I mean my, my territory was always Soho, knocking around Chocadero and it would be my stomping ground. So we'd go from Camden, Crawl, to the pubs. It was a really good pub called The Birdcage at the time. Yeah. Which Andy Oliver yes. um, used to run. And then we would end up in Soho and there was just so always, I was always finding my place in, in, in the queer clubs yeah. in Soho. That was where I could, no one blinked an eyelid. You could pretty much do what you wanted to do and no one cared because this was after I sort of did adulthood, and people, you know, boys were shouting things down the road to me, certain lines that I'd said in the film. Yeah. You're kind of like, okay, this is getting a bit grainy now. Did you like,
0: ever go to the box? Oh
2: God. God, did honest, I?
0: Honestly, I think I lived at the box for I, a while. I, honestly, I think that that was one of the moments where I realised I had to turn my life round.
2: <laughs> you had those moments. It of was. Like, just, why I think am it, I still
0: here? I think it was like four fifteen in the morning once, <laughs> and I was like lying on one of those beds that they have in the I back room. I like met in in the, <laughs> To be honest, in the box, and I just thought, Grace look at yourself, look at your life.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Have a proper look at, look at yourself in the mirror moment. Oh, never stare in the mirror too long, by the way, guys. Um, yeah, we, you know, that was, our, that was our horn. I actually, swear where I met Miley Cyrus. It's where I had like, I had a great night with her in there one night. What cocktail did you order when you went into the place? Oh, sparkling water, you know. <laughs> just a sparkling, <laughs> just the sparkling water for me, please. No, for me it was—it's always been tequila. I'm—I'm am I'm am always a tequila yeah. girl. Tequila, ah. soda, and lime. Um, no hangovers. It's an upper. Yes, and I don't tend to get hangovers from it if it's a good tequila. Did you ever get in a rickshaw though? I always
0: think that's the cut-off point for me. Yeah, I did.
2: <laughs> I think one night I was sort of seen kissing Jodie Harsh. Good night. So these are things that you've kind of had to go. I had to go through, but um, I wouldn't take any of it back. You know, yes. I wasn't doing anything a normal sort of twenty-one-year-old would do. I don't think. Just very, very public, wasn't it? Yeah, very public and very, um, you know. And it's kind of weird because as a girl, you get perceived very differently. Mm. You know, like Amy and and. But if you're mm. a man, you know, you're a rock star, so you yeah. get away with it. But just have to kind of get a really thick skin.
0: Let's go back a bit. We'll go back into your childhood. Oh. Because you witnessed the sort of machine of celebrity for yeah. years before you start acting because of your dad, Ray Winston. The East End's answer to George Clooney.
2: we oh, all love that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I personally find it quite sick. <laughs> <laughs> <No. laughs> yes.
0: Born... In 1985, you grew up in Enfield, North London. Yeah. With your sister Lois, your mum Elaine, and of course your dad. Now, most people would assume that being the daughter of an acting great, you grew up in a huge mansion somewhere out in the sticks, <laughs> surrounded only by A-listers. Tell me about your early life.
2: My early life? My early life was super normal mm. and... um Part of a community. I grew up in a council estate in Enfield. It was brilliant. I had loads of kids to play with. Dad was just like a jobbing actor. And then it was really when I was around, sort of well, 13, I want to say that mm. this word Hollywood. And I remember this word Hollywood came into our lives. And it but was before like, that you're you're in a, a council flat. Yeah, it was all very normal. Dad was dad had a few jobs and he was acting. But he hadn't had his... He didn't really get his big break until Gary Oldman came along with Neil by Mouth. Paint a picture of the flat. What's it like? Tell me... Is it uh, fun? Is it it joyful? It was great. You know, mum and dad were always having parties. Always, you know, not quite dinner parties. Wasn't big enough for that. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was... Halloween was always quite big in our house. I remember sitting at the top of the stairs and watching people sort of in all sorts of outfits walking past the stairs but it was great. It was yeah. always quite a social household and there was always music playing and we had a great upbringing, you know, we weren't minted, but it was, we always had nice clobber on, you know, we always had good stuff and yeah, I really loved being part of a community. If your dad often goes away and does things, tell me about meal times when he comes back. Oh, meal times. I mean, it was you know, it was. We've always been quite a traditional family, and even now to this day, where it's kind of a very different setup, but we we're, we're very traditional with a roast dinner. You know, if Dad's been away for a while, I mean, even Dad when he's away, you know, we're getting pictures of what meat he's cooking. <laughs> we're getting <laughs> yeah. an update, an hourly yeah. update. he has got very militant with his cooking in his older age, mm. and you know, we know exactly what sort of potatoes he's having on a Sunday. Mm. So we all come together My mum's a great cook as well Usually when he's on his way home It would be, you know, put the order in for a Chinese Yeah A nice big dirty Chinese Yeah That's where we all come together as a family Tell me about the Winston
0: family Chinese takeaway order Oh, I mean it's, I want to know your It's, f- it's, I, right, it's I called know Going your th-
2: Through the Cards I want to know your three main dishes Well, it's a, it's a duck, you know, we always have the duck a um, the duck we or me personally, I'm always having the dumplings, the grilled pork dumplings with okay. the vinegar. Right, it's a must, and we have to get like three portions because one of them is solely mine. <laughs> I don't, I don't share my yeah, dumplings. Right, building a picture it's, now. It's a problem. So the gloves are off when
0: when um, that food arrives. You're not sharing those dumplings. No,
2: I'm not sharing those dumplings for for no love, no no money. It's they're mine. Were you an adventurous eater when you were a little girl? I was quite adventurous. I mean, but saying that, my main snack would be when I get home. I, I couldn't have a lot of dairy when I was a kid. Couldn't have chocolate. I used to get migraines. And that used to trick. So for me, my snack, which to my mum's delight, was a whole cucumber. What? <laughs> no. A what, what? A whole cucumber. I mean, that's... I, when I get home, I just, I just want a cucumber and munch through it. And my son does the same, so I'm very lucky. How did your uh, parents get you to eat things that... Well, that the, you might the, not want to try. Bribery, straight up bribery. <laughs> let's, let's not beat around the bush. It was like, you know, I, I remember my dad sort of being, you know, there'd be an oyster. Because we, we'd, we'd always go out for dinner with mum and dad. How did they get you to eat the oyster? Um, well, I would sort of start become quite, I was very savvy. And I would always like to sort of earn a five pound note, any, any way, <laughs> shape or form. I always had a grafting gene in me. And I used to say, well, you know, how much? How much would you, how much would you go? And it would get up each time. But, you know, I think I got up to like 50 quid one night. (gasps) See, that's good.
0: But, you know. Very mercenary. Very militant, (laughs) I might
2: say. (laughs)
0: So, you've got this live, a small community where you know everybody, but it's in London. Yeah. Then, the family moved to East Anglia when you were in your teens. We did. And you go from an all-girls school Yeah. to a mixed one in Essex. Yeah. Now, that is
2: quite the shift for a teenage girl. How hard was it to adapt? It was difficult. Thinking back, it was it was just weird because I was quite a tomboy and I was just used to sort of multicultural schooling yes. and moving to Essex, although it was great and there was boys and <gasps> I was quite into boys. You know, I still... I wore a football kit under my uniform and I soon quickly realised that, like, stud earrings weren't going to cut it. You know, like, yeah. you need to get a lip on and yes. you need to have a Burberry <laughs> bag, fake or real. You need to have a sort of look. So I, and it was kind of weird for me because it was probably one of the best things my parents did for me in terms of confidence building yes. and and breaking out of my shell, but also sort of acting and learning how to. Right, well, that's not working because I remember I was I was I almost went down like being bullied route. Yeah, and yeah, I just yeah. thought. Well, that's not me. You know, I've never really rolled with a, just one gang. I've always mixed it up.
0: Would you have been a totally different human being if they'd kept you at an all-girls school and you'd never got near any boys?
2: Maybe, <laughs> maybe. You know, because I, things... I often
0: think that boys were the biggest downfall of my entire life. That <laughs> yeah, moment they just, they that said, you just said all that. All
2: <laughs> that. You know, when you just said that, I,
0: and I liked boys, and I think yeah, there was just this there was point a bit of a bit
2: big distraction. <sighs> The idea of it just like, wow, you know, like people like snogging in the in the schoolyard (sighs) and you're like, it's it's a it's a whole new world.
0: One of the greatest things that I heard about your family was that you missed London, a place that's known for its boozers and you're in the countryside where there's far fewer pubs around. So I read that your dad took matters into his own hands
2: Winstone's, yes. Raymondo's. <laughs> Raymondo's bar in the garden. I mean, literally, um, I look back and I think, you know, it was such a great experience moving to Essex. And I think at the time before we had sort of had anything sorted in the garden, there was, there was kind of sheep in the garden. It was just kind of like, oh, this is, this is different. <laughs> okay. And I think before we even had, like, the house finished, there was it was a pub in the garden. I before I had my own bed, <laughs> there was a pub installed. But, um, no, it was great because all of a sudden our whole family, you know, uncles yeah. and aunties, we all had a place to sort of, you know, um, get together. And, yeah, we've had some right parties in that place. It's been great. I so had my good. 18th there, I had my 21st there. It was brilliant, but um, so I've come down to Raymondo's.
0: I've, I've got <laughs> three days pass. <laughs> I've come down to Raymondo's. I'm having a really strong double gin and tonic, but I'm hungry.
2: Ooh. What are the bar snacks at Raymondo's? Okay, so mum is, is the mother of my mothers. she just wants to attend and host and. You know, it's it's usually you know she, you might get a nacho, you might get a cheesy nacho, pick, pick, picky, picky, picky food. little type, but like the meze food, type things, the meze or... sort of things. Mum's mum's loves a pitter and a dip; she just loves it. Yeah. But you will have, you know, the occasional sort of stuffed garlic as well, stuffed mushroom, garlic mushroom, pork scratchin', garlic. Do you know what? Dad likes a pork scratching, but mm. no, I'm not, I'm not too into them. But you know what? You'll get, you'll get what you ask for. Mum and Dad sometimes do believe that it's going to be the end of the world, so there is a stock cupboard with pretty much everything in it you need. Yeah. Um, that was... you'll get a pie if you want it. So hang on, but one of those pies out of the out of the tin. Are your
0: parents stockpilers are they the kind of where you go and they've they've got like. Eighteen tins of marifat peas. They, they do like a tin. almost like they've had a word from the government that yeah. you
2: don't, you haven't heard about. Is this going to be a zombie attack or something? And yeah, I mean, yeah. there's no, there's no, they're, they're not, they're not so extreme stockpilers, but they've got it all going on, and you know, they'll keep you fed, and they'll definitely keep your cup full.
0: At some point, you, you start following your dad to work on set. You try your hand as a runner yeah. and as an assistant. And we're talking about productions like Spielberg level productions, yeah. Scorsese productions. You're still only a teenager. Yeah. At this point what was that like? Your eyes must have been on stuff.
2: Well, my mind was blown. Yeah. Um because at that point I just I wasn't doing so well in school. You know, he was like you you're you're very active and you're you're very motivated. Yeah. So I started sort of being his personal runner and a, and a sort of assistant. Yeah. And sort of seeing that experience on set and you know, seeing Spielberg at work. It's incredible because yeah. those sets are built, you know, they that that room in in Indiana Jones the it's with all the boxes you know yes that's that's a real room so my mind was blown and i got to see sort of kate blanchett do a scene and you no know, not she's so incredible to watch and also just see how a big scale production and and how these actors work i was just kind of like i'm i can do that
0: film sets are enormous aren't they like like little cities almost tell me about the food on oh, the God. movie set, like is it departed. I mean, what? Well, that's the Scorsese one, isn't it?
2: Yeah, our Dad would cook his own food. Dad cooked his own food on set. Sorry, and yeah, I know how. He's he's got a little barbecue. He does a <laughs> steak. I, I know. I love it. It sounds like something out like good Goodfellas, but it's <laughs> it's true. You'll you'll smell the steak cooking. Hang on.
0: Hang on. So your father turns up on set. And obviously there's... I would he's, he's do got, this. And he's shown his trailer, which is probably a considerable trailer, or wherever he's staying, and he's got his assistants and his dressers and people come in every day with menus. <laughs> and your father says, can I set up my barbecue?
2: He does his own steak. He <laughs> likes to prepare his own food. It's, it's very, very sweet. I love it. Um, and he'll invite some of the other, you know, the other um, actors or the writer or, you yeah. know, the director... But you know, a, a catering on set is a make or yeah. break deal. Yes. Yeah. But for the whole crew, this is the most serious you've been in this interview. No, because it's quite, when somebody has given
0: you rubbish food on
2: a set. It's suddenly no, because this, it's it's a yeah. long old day, you know, and there's a lot of energy you need, and you know, you get you get something that looks depressing, and you know, you're not going to give the good energy you need.
0: After school, you moved back to London and you live with your sister. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which is I'm your... talking about my squat days. Yeah, uh, which oh is God. your... This is your first taste of true, I don't live with my parents. Freedom. Yeah. What, what um, year is this?
2: Right, so... 2002? 2002. Is this
0: before your sister was in the band? Yeah.
2: This was kind of during... I <laughs> she, I remember when your sister. Uh, she's a This band was, was amazing. In the band with Adam Alphabet. Yes, yes. Yeah, she's still singing now. She's still singing now. She had a little break from the industry, because um, she was concentrating on her writing and her acting. Come and on, where were you living? In... And we were living in Stoke Newington oh. at the time, and yeah, we lived in a squat. There was about six of us in this house. It was brilliant. It was absolutely brilliant. I mean, you know. With the four of us eating, you know, would be lucky to sort of... <laughs> um, you know, sexy beans on toast. It would be sexy beans on toast. Hang on,
0: what makes beans on toast sexy?
2: Oh, just a little bit of bacon cut up and a little <sighs> bit of onion. And maybe it may be sort of a lovely posh bread if we're going out there, you know. And lots, lots of butter so it all melts in together and just becomes quite sexy. Yeah. Sexy beans on toast. Um, yeah. Pretty much lived on that, I think, throughout that whole year.
0: One recipe. <laughs> One recipe. You don't need anything you else. Know, um,
2: ah. And there was, I, was, I was obsessed with drinking the the coconut water out of can with the bits in. That was like... That is so 2003.
0: Isn't it? Where we all thought that if we just drank... Coconut water in a can, then you could stay out from Friday <laughs> until Monday night.
2: It's you know, it just, it's got electrolytes in it. <laughs> it's really good for you. <laughs> yeah,
0: your first acting role comes when you are nineteen. Yeah, in the British crime drama Bullet Boy. Yeah, you then go on to appear in big hits, Kidult Hood, yeah. Donkey Punch, Made in Dagenham. Like your dad, you're starring in films with this real sense of Britishness about them. What do you think it is about the Winstons that makes you guys the perfect fit for movies like that?
2: I guess it's um, an authenticness. Mm. You know, um, Mm. we are extremely British in that sense but you know I'm a half Irish as well Mm -hmm. so I think my background is sort of we really are sort of salt of the earth people I guess but in terms of roles that have really appealed to me it's always been and and I would say my dad and I guess I've been really heavily inspired by my dad's career Mm -hmm. whether it's you know don't conform to the norm and there are stereotypes that people play into and that, because I talk like that sometimes, mm. you know, but I I think you sort of can lean into it and then expand it. Mm. You know, you sort of, okay, I'm going to do this, but then once I get that, I'm going to make it my own. And you're in your mid-20s and
0: this must have been the first time that you were Jamie Winston, the actress, and you're not any longer, you know, the daughter of an actor. It's it, This is a moment that, you're really successful now in your own right so how does that feel you're in your 20s when this happens
2: it feels really nice (laughs) saying that it's really sweet um yeah it's felt good i've always never played against it because Mm. i know how that can appear i'm super proud to have my Mm. dad and what he's done in his career um I've definitely, people have always said, oh, you know, it must be easy for you to get in or get that job. And it's like, it's really not, actually. You really have to show that you can do it. Is is there a pinpoint where you thought, oh, my God, I have actually
0: done it and proved that I can act? Was there, was there one movie, one role that you just thought, oh,
2: I'm off now? It was quite early on because I was still in the denial stage before I started acting of like, no I'm not going to act because that's what everybody th- expects me to do yeah. and it turns out, you know like Doctor's Children's go on to be doctors mm-hmm. or, it is in your blood and as soon as I got in front of that camera I didn't care what people think Yeah, and it was probably childhood where it was so because people were saying to me oh you know, this role is intense, you know, she's a young girl she's it was the first time I'd sort of seen myself on screen and it was like, okay, that's not me, that's Becky. Yeah. So I was like, this, this is what I'm going to do.
0: Earlier this year, you got engaged. To I did. long-term boyfriend, James. Yes, my lovely James. You got engaged at Glastonbury. We did. A place that is very close to your heart. Yes. Music festivals, they can get a little heavy going over the weekend. Yeah. What tried and tested food gets you through (laughs) a festival?
2: This year was stunning food. Really amazing, like, vegan options. Everybody's really gone quite vegan. And and actually, that's what you want to be eating at a a festival because it just feels... But I mean, obviously you need the stodge. Yeah. Do you never you... just want a pie or no, something like that? Of course you want a pie. One year I was given a VIP pass. Oh, sorry, I've never been. I've never it's, been so impressed. It was you had a VIP. It was pass. Epic, to be honest, Grace. It was legendary, <laughs> and I was the VIPer. You know, and had a <laughs> load of a hu- hungry ravers behind me. And I remember sort of standing in the queue and being like, oh. You know, what What does this pass, VIP pass, do? And they were like, well, you know, they're free pies. And I was like, free pies? Like, what is free pies? Don't, don't pay for food. It's amazing. <laughs> um, so I, everyone in the line, I got pies for, and they obviously didn't invite me back. <laughs> because... <laughs> but you know, you give a, you give a girl the eye pie pass, you know, but that and one moment, to feed the people. That moment that you must have been able to go. The pies, the pies are, are on me. me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah we had a we had a lot of pies that 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 year so magic. you
0: didn't eat any cold beans out of a tin after two Not days walking around in shangri
2: one, year, Shangri-La. one awesome of my man. first years i went my best friend who was we were so over prepared and literally bought a tent with no poles it was called 12 pole short r <laughs> ten, and she bought like i remember thinking what are you doing like you know, we got to the point where we were just eating tomatoes like apples. It was just very feral, and she'd brought like tins tins of soup. And I'm like, "What are you going to cook that on?" Oh, like, I don't know what we thought was going to happen, but um, you know, <laughs> like going that. to war,
0: <laughs> babes. We're just going to watch a few bands. We're going to watch not... a few
2: bands and maybe buy a pie.
0: You and James and your six-year-old, Raymond, yes. live in Hertfordshire it now.
2: We do. What made you leave London for the countryside? I just felt like I needed a bit more space yeah. in terms of my mental health, in terms of just having a six-year-old. God, he get, he's got quite big already. And mm. living in Dorston, it was amazing and I yeah. loved it. Um, but I just felt like we needed... and. Um, They just seem to be blocking every road. They seem to be closing every road. You can't drive from one road to another. Yeah. I got a bit road ragey. Yeah. (laughs) So I found myself going, I can't do this anymore. Do you know what's making
0: me laugh is that you've lived one of these lives where you've had the most fun you could possibly have in London, staying in the box until four o'clock in the morning and all this, and you finally left over traffic calming measures.
2: <laughs> I was just like, I'm kind of done. I'm definitely not ruling out coming back. I love London. It's, you know, I was born in Camden. I'm an East London girl, really. So there's three of you at home. Yeah. And, well, four of us with Donny the dog. Donny Disco.
0: What is on the menu on your average night at home? Right, if I came back with you tonight, what is getting cooked for
2: two? I don't know, tonight would probably be, what day is it, Thursday? It's Thursday. It'd probably be bangers and mash, to be honest. Oof. Bangers and mash, but no gravy, because Raymond doesn't uh, like so gravy. W- what? It's, it's, it's very, very, cold. I don't know what's going on. It's going to
0: hurt his throat, you no need to watch, no. you need and, to...
2: He <laughs> <laughs> needs to look into that. <laughs> so no, no gravy, he's just, he just, well, he's, he's not keen on onions, so I think we need to start introducing it without the onions. Yeah. What about if nobody fancies cooking? Oh, Domino's <laughs> Yeah, I'm a stuffed crust girl. You know, stuffed yeah. crust, salami, salami dream. It's it's delicious. Is that a, is that a name, the salami I don't know, dream? But it <laughs> sounds it's, rude. It's, it sounds <laughs> so rude. I've had a few salami oh,
0: dreams. Matron.
2: Yeah. There... <laughs> um, Hello, salami dream. I'd have the salami dream, please. <laughs> stuffed. <laughs>
0: jamie winston thank you for comfort eating with me thank you this episode of comfort eating was produced by jack Claramond. the executive producer is lucy greenwell the music was written by axel kokitio mixing and sound design was by solomon king If you like comfort eating, then please go and leave us a review and you can follow or subscribe so that you never miss an episode. And use the hashtag ComfortEatingPod to get in touch about the podcast or share your own comfort eating delights.
1: This is The Guardian.